Good morning, everyone. This is Rob McDougall from Zank Financial here with your weekly economic update. Today is Monday, January 22nd, 2024. So last week, we had six economic indicators that we had previewed last week, and all six of those indicators came in stronger than expected. This, again, confirms what we've been saying. The U.S. economy appears to be stronger than most economists and pundits have been calling for. And therefore, as we have been saying for several months now, we think investors are ahead of themselves in terms of expectations for the Federal Reserve rate cuts that are expected throughout 2024. So let's first take a look at the economic information from last week. Again, six indicators, all stronger than expected. Started on Wednesday last week, we had retail sales, retail autos, uh, retail sales X auto, both for December. Uh, both indicators decelerated from the November levels, but were actually better than expected. So retail sales expected to be up 0.4, came in at 0.6. Retail sales X auto expected to come in 0.2% positive, came in 0.4%. On Thursday, initial claims lower than expected, again, suggesting maybe the labor market is stronger, has not deteriorated as much as many believe. So we were expecting 206,000 new claims uh, came in at 187. And these have been strong consistently the last several weeks. Uh, housing starts, building permits, both of those for December, stronger than expected. Housing starts came in at 1,460. They were expected at 1,417. Building permits expected to come in at 1,478, came in at 1,495. And then the big one from last week, the big beat, University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index was expected to come in for January at 68.8, kind of roughly flat with the December number, came in at 78.8. Very unexpected uh, in contrast to the government uh, consumer confidence index that came out two weeks ago. This was a huge beat, so not sure if anything's really changed there, but that consumer confidence number looks aberrant. It looked that that is a huge month-over-month -month increase. So, how did uh, how did that impact what uh, investors are expecting for Fed rate increases? Again, we've been saying, in fact, the Federal Reserve has said they we should expect three increases throughout 2024, 75 basis points. The markets have until last week priced in at least six rate cuts, better than uh, even odds that we'd get at least six next year. So how does that look today? Well, last week, everything changed with that, including the March expectation. So the March expectation for a 25 basis point decrease looked like it was pretty much locked in. We were definitely getting that. And even last week when we did this podcast, there was a 71% odds um, that we were going to get a cut. Now that has dropped to 46%. And then as we look at December and take a look at expectations by the end of the year, um, there was a 50%, a little better than 50% chance again of that six cuts, 150 basis points. That's dropped from 50% in one week down to 14. So clearly investors are coming to the realization the Fed is not going to cut a heck of a lot faster than they said they would, not when you have economic growth like we've seen. And in fact, this week, uh, and we'll preview it, but we're going to get the economic 
GDP number for fourth quarter, and we always look at the Atlanta Federal Reserve and their expectations, they actually move their point estimate up again a little bit to 2.4% growth in the fourth quarter versus 2.2. Again, we're going to look at that in a moment. Uh, now, inflation expectations have been edging up, nothing dramatic. Uh, back to, I, I would say, prior levels, uh, what we were seeing before November. November uh, expectations started dropping off dramatically. But still, the expectation for inflation over the next 10 years, 10-year break even, U.S. Treasury minus tips, is a very modest 2.34%. So, that's it for the economic activity last week, and we'll go through how the markets responded to all this economic data. Equity, U.S. equity, responded well. International equity did not do well, and U.S. fixed income did not do well. But uh, S&P 500 up again last week, up about 1.2%. Remember, last year was just a fantastic year, 26.3%. Uh, off to another good start this year, so up 1.19%. International developed markets down 2% last week, and a theme that we've been discussing and highlighting seems like since we started this podcast, emerging market not doing well, down another 2.55% last week. And the culprit, the 25 to 30% component, China. China equities down another 5.8% last week, Last year, while the S&P was up over 26%, China equities down over 13%. Just not a bad thing for our portfolio in that we underweight Chinese equities significantly versus our, our benchmark. Lastly, on the fixed income side, not a good week. Both the U.S., uh, the two-year and the 10-year, uh, the yields are up. Driving prices down, so the Bloomberg U.S. Aggregate Bond Index was down 1.1%. Again, we had a, an amazing fourth quarter rally, which turned a year-to-date loss through nine months last year into a very strong positive of 5.5%, but not starting off great this year. So last week, Bloomberg U.S. Aggregate Bond Index again down 1.1%, and the long-term U.S. government bonds down 2.36% last week. So let's take a look at what we have this week in terms of economic data. Already prefaced it, GDP coming out, uh, fourth quarter GDP, first estimate coming out on Thursday. Now we mentioned that the Atlanta Federal Reserve uh, expects a positive 2.4%. Uh, they've been ahead of the curve and really have been consistently ahead over the last six quarters that we've looked at. Um, the rest of the economists, the consensus is a positive 2.0%. Now, remember, the third quarter was a positive 4.9%. Everybody expected deceleration from then. But again, Atlanta Federal Reserve out there with a 2.4%, consensus 2.0%. Same day, we'll get new home sales uh, Last uh, for the month of December. November was 590000 expected that new home sales increased in December to 640,000. Now, Friday is a big release day, huge release day. We get four very strong, very uh, influential components coming out, personal income, personal spending, PCE, and PCE uh, core. Uh, so we'll go through them quickly. Personal income for December is expected to be up a positive 0.3. It's good. Down from the November reading of positive 0.4. So from an inflation standpoint, 
some leveling off there would be okay. But personal spending is expected to have accelerated in December from a positive 0.2 in November to a positive 0.4. Again, consistent with that rising expectation for GDP growth for the fourth quarter. And then the biggest one, PCE, inflation. This is clearly a driver. Now, the expectation for both PCE, personal consumption expenditure, and PCE core is for December, both were up 0.2% month over month. That would be an increase, a significant increase from the November levels. In November, PCE prices, PCE, was down 0.1% month over month, and PCE core was up only 0.1%. So there's an expect uh, an expectation of acceleration in inflation as measured by PCE, which we always mention is the Fed's preferred level of inflation for policymaking reasons. So both PCE, PCE core expected to be 0.2% month over month. I will say that uh, we don't have a view on it, but can say pretty comfortably if those come in above those levels, probably not good for the equity markets. So that's it for the recap uh, last week, including the returns, uh, index returns, and the preview of this week's economic data. Thank you very much for attending. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you. 